0: I was supposed to be. Well, I feel it in my fingers and I feel it in my toes. It's the Young Pope Christmas special!
1: But not everyone is going to be feeling it in their fingers or their toes by the end of this episode i'm eric i'm Merritt. welcome to papal bull as we get into our our mega sized final episode for the season finale of the young pope oh my god the show in which jude law plays a pope who was young he was once young no longer he
0: was how were we ever so young
1: i don't think so oh my it's been a long and winding road uh but as the road begins to conclude, uh Lenny is listening to a radio broadcast about how the world has stopped turning because of the Pope's love letters that were published at the end of the last episode. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna do a slight accounting of all of the ways in which these love letters seem to have solved literally every conflict. That was ongoing over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. Like going into this episode, you could have made a list of things where you were like, how are they going to resolve this? And the answer to all of them is that people just are super, super, super into those love letters that the Pope wrote. Uh So it turns out these love letters have single-handedly persuaded somehow the Italian prime minister to stop going after the church, which was kind of the biggest like sword hanging over Lenny. Uh everyone like the entire world loves him now and is totally convinced that he's a saint um it's snowing now like a single snowflake falls which i assume is because uh they published the letters and then god was like all right i guess it's cuffing it's papal cuffing season now snowflake get you one oof get you one who can do all three that's the point of the trinity the original get mm. you one who can do mm-hmm. all meme.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Well, where do we even? Yes. Yeah, we've solved. We just solved it. We just Deus ex Machined every problem on the show with the letters at, that were supposed to just to destroy him. That Kurtwell was going. Nope. That was Kurtwell's like backup plan. Like, oh, uh, if he, uh, he, it was his mutually assured destruction, and it turned out to just be like nope it actually just like solved every problem that lenny had
1: (laughs) it did it did sophia's job for her like god and it 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 really I, i don't know i i find this immensely entertaining especially considering that the pope is like the biggest celebrity in the world in in this show uh, that everyone's just like, yeah, like he was horny once, and we <laughs> love that, and we love him now. He's the best pope. Hey, this guy is horny, like me. Hey, hey. I'm walking here. Well, so I'm walking. That, here. That is, that is an interesting thing. <laughs> oh, get out of my way. I'm horny. Oh, <laughs> ew. Uh, That is actually a thing I think is pretty interesting that for the entire run of the show, Lenny has sort of not gone out of his way to not be relatable to not give people an ability to identify with him, to not be to not publicly feel emotions that other people feel. And I think that kind of has come out in the show too because he's so consciously enigmatic and such a dick to everybody that it's very difficult to get a handle on things that he actually believes. And sort of the obvious thing, which was for him to be a relatable person, has turned out to be the solution that he needed all along. Like, good job, Lenny. You have become a real boy. And not just in the Pinocchio sense. Literally, he gained the love of the entire world by making it clear that he is a lovesick, very confused child. hmm And everyone's like, yep, I'm one of those too. <sighs> so I'm I'm glad this worked out for him. Yeah. Yeah, things are good. Things are going good. Um Uh, but should we should we move on to the the first and and most significant papal dunking of this episode? Uh which one is that? Oh, it's the Patriarch of Moscow. Oh, right. When he just is like
0: is they're both sitting in silence and then the Patriarch of Moscow just like turns and looks at the Venus of Willendorf and, like, some weird, eerie music plays. Yeah, it's, I think
1: it's a didgeridoo, maybe. I think it was a didgeridoo. And it's just like, and it's, the the best part of this dunking is, that like, I think this is a good indication of how far Lenny has come over the course of the show. It is a 100% silent dunking mm-hmm it's nothing like he doesn't even need to verbally be a dick he just looks at the patriarch of moscow
0: yeah well he and, he's gotten to and, a point where he's he's kind of like a jazz master of dunking it's about the dunks that you don't say
1: oh okay i see yeah so what you're saying is that the pope uh has seen and taken to heart the lessons of la la land yeah yeah
0: that movie oh that he okay saw. i see um uh, that, that and uh sense. i do also want to point out that uh Sari's excuse here. I I don't think it was Sari earlier. Like there was like, he he has like a rotating cast that like that comes in and, and gets him out of things that extricates him. But the excuse that he has is like, much better than in the earlier episode when it's well, like because you're, you have right, a snack.
1: It's, <laughs> oh my god the papal stuff were were we when he truly was the young he needed a snack yeah <laughs> but now he's a big boy pope who can take his meetings with the big boy head of the the press department of the vatican mm-hmm. uh i i do want to say i think do you feel like the dunkings that Lenny did went essentially in progressively more epic order of person, of personage, because this, this is a hard one to square, you know, kind of as they went along. Cardinals, obviously extremely easy for the Pope to dunk on. The Prime Minister of Greenland, like very amusing because she was a world leader, but also she kind of was written so that she would be easy for him to dunk on and she just kind of smiles at him. Uh, the Prime Minister of Italy kind of, like, not a full dunk. hmm A dunk denied. Like that, a dunk deferred. Yeah. Whoa. What happens to a dunk deferred? Oh, uh, it dies. Oh. That's... Oh. Yeah, That's it dies. Well, he, he got his groove back uh, to dunk on the Patriarch of Moscow, who, who kind of does have... is the, the Patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church... Uh and and sort of, you know, doesn't is at least somewhat, I think, outside of Catholic authority.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna use my immense knowledge of the interrelationships of Christian denominations to say that uh yeah, he is he's somewhat outside of the box of he's he's outside of Lenny's domain. In a way, they're buds, they're friends, they're pals. But but no, they're not pals. They're not pals. They're
1: one one is the Dunker and one is the Donkey, and that's it. Um, it's the circle of life. <sighs> yeah, but and thank God we got this farewell to the Venus of Willendorf. Uh, but really, yeah, the, So then the, the Pope, really the sleeper star of the show. I, I yeah, I would say if HBO is gonna be looking for a spinoff for anybody it's gotta be that venus of willendorf mm-hmm. uh you know i would say give it like a year or two we'll sort of start to be seeing uh maybe like some ads for a show called venus to milo but it's like about the buddy cop adventures of the venus of willendorf as she teaches milo how to like not be a giant fucking asshole sorry
0: um you're talking about um
1: him Yes, I I couldn't think of another person. Oh, no, it's Milo. It's, nope, it's Milo from Atlantis. It's It's Milo, Milo, the main character from Atlantis.
0: He's right there. No, Milo
1: Ventimiglia is already on the Smash NBC hit, This Is Us. He has work already. Okay. Milo Ventimiglia, off the table. Okay, It's Milo, the main character from Atlantis, the animated movie about the underwater civilization. It's just this animated character and the Venus of Willendorf, and they hang out. That's the show.
0: Okay, fine. Uh,
1: But- Anyway,
0: but, the pope uh, but before he goes to meet with Sophia, there is a very important scene where he swings his robes like Batman.
1: <laughs> the full incarnation of the bad pope. Yep. oh that's so good. Uh yeah, so we we kind of know he's he is more comfortable in his papal skin now. Mm-hmm. Like he shed his cardinal skin and now his papal skin uh kind of has has fully grown in. It's covered all the sores. Uh, and open spots, which you know, because the Pope gives Sophia the big Pope chair. He lets her sit in it and she's like, oh, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, of course. And she sits in it and kind of like giggles. Like my favorite thing about Sophia is that in any other show with her as a character, she would be a vaguely villainous presence because she knows how PR works. Uh, and she's like a confident woman who doesn't take shit from the Pope. And that would be bad. But instead, she kind of – she has this very active, really well-balanced inner child where she gets the – she's like, ooh, I'm sitting in the Pope chair. Or earlier in the season when she talks about how it's an adventure for her to ride in helicopters. Like the – Sophia, one of the best characters on the show, shouts to one of our favorite favorite children. Um, and I, I – because I love that she gets to act like this.
0: Absolutely. It's so good. Like she's – yeah, one of my favorite characters too. Um, and she's like, like we sort of talked about some of the things that we've already sort of know at this point. Like the the leftist prime minister has been humiliated and like is postponing all his legislation
1: against the church. Ooh, ooh, ooh! ooh. Could could can? Do you want to say or can I say the thing that that Lenny says about about this this dunking, this humiliation? Yeah, yeah, yeah you have no idea how many objectives can be obtained by humiliating one's fellow man um
0: so basically he cucked the prime minister (laughs) oh no Uh, so basically the takeaway here is just like just cuck your way to the top um
1: that's actually a song from uh high
0: school musical (laughs) five (laughs) <laughs> cut, cut, cut to the top the forbidden music the forbidden high school musical
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, the, the alt the alt like the the version of high school musical told from the perspective of the cool high school students who smoke cigarettes under the bleachers and have sex <laughs> <laughs> and and discovered memes <laughs> uh,
0: well um yeah like they're talking about kids because Lenny's supposed to be a tour guide for some like third grade students, and then which,
1: thank you God, thank you Paolo Sorrentino, yeah. for adding this to yes, the episode. It's good, and then
0: he does he does one of his trademark Lenny quips about his childhood, where he's like, "All I remember about my childhood is that one day it wasn't there anymore." Like we get it, we get it. You're we were supposed to feel sorry for you. <sighs> we get it.
1: Also, also the last thing I want to say about this scene. Uh, I love that – and this is another sort of piece of praise uh, of many pieces of praise for Sophia. All of their dialogue is basically rom-com dialogue. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he, he, when, when she says, how was the meeting with the Patriarch of Moscow? And he says, the Patriarch of Moscow is more boring than watching golf on television. And then immediately afterward, when she tells him he has to guide a tour with some children, he says, sorry, I have to watch golf on television. And they kind of like are winking at each other. I don't know. I, I don't think I want a version of the show in which like, obviously, you know, I do not want a version of the show in which the Pope fucks, but I do think I want a separate movie that is a rom-com uh starring Jude Law and I'm looking up the name of this I should know the name that's we've done so many hours of wearing this uh Cecile De France I don't know if that's exact how you actually pronounce her name but I would like a rom-com about the, with starring the two of them
0: okay okay but to be fair like that basically already exists if you just like like watch Love Actually and like cut out like a pap- a papal hat and sort of like hold it over uh, Hugh Grant's head in all the scenes I, that he's
1: in. Okay, I, I think you're thinking of the superior Jude Law Christmas rom com The Holiday. Am I? I have not Yeah. No. Are you not seen that one? The one no. the house swap the house swap one the with house Jack swap? Yeah, that's the house swap one. Wait, so they're swingers? No, 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 no. Um They're house swingers. Yes. Uh no no no. So this is what happens. Kate Winslet trades houses for the holiday with Cameron Diaz. And then Cameron Diaz meets Jude Law, who's Kate Winslet's brother, and she's like, oh, hot British brother. Bam that's the the rom-com like they swap houses for the holidays uh this is kind of like a mid-2000s like ooh here's a zany house swap premise for our romantic comedy yeah you know takes place in back in the
0: mid-2000s when the whole when we were all like big on house swapping because that was like a huge
1: thing for some reason and people didn't know that if you house swap with abandon you're gonna get catch some house diseases
0: well, like, I just feel like we shouldn't
1: shame people for their, their no. House I don't want to shame people. Choices. I just think people need to be just need to be a little bit more conscious of the health hazards of not knowing who you're house swapping with. Because house swapping got really, really popular, and then bam, all of a sudden, that's how we got House, the series starring Hugh Laurie, mm. and that lasted for like nine years. That was a consequence of a, a relentless house swapping.
0: What if a key party was just like you got the keys to people's houses but it was just to like to stay in their house like there was no sex stuff it was just like ooh, we're gonna
1: swap houses isn't this fun like isn't this cool and like weird and and there's kind of like a collective game problem of knowing like how good are the amenities that you want to put in your house because someone else is going to use those amenities but you want the person whose house you go to to also have good amenities who's putting out little squares of chocolate on the beds Mm. that's great
0: time for some game theory i mm, that's not gonna age well no it's (laughs) oh um anyway though can we talk about how the pope is working out to bell and sebastian
1: yeah as he's using a rowing machine or like a bow flex type thing yeah in like perfect rhythm so that it looks like he's dancing in his in his uh white workout clothes fucking beautiful I don't know how I I honestly think back to episode 7 and I don't know how we doubted the show could still pull shit like this off. Like that's amazing. I
0: know. And speaking of Bell and Sebastian, um mm-hmm. Gutierrez's cover is blown. Ooh. Yeah, Good you
1: transition. like that? Let's 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 do that transition. Let's get in that transition. Yeah. So they're 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 hanging stuff on a clothesline. And the Pope asks Gutierrez if there's anything to support David's story about being Kurtwell's son. And Gutierrez is like, yes, his mom had an affair with Kurtwell. I already did the due diligence on this dog. Uh, but, and this this is the great, great Gutierrez quote. In the meantime, a veritable earthquake had devastated that man's personality, and the rubble from it collapsed directly onto that young man. Like, it just... In the last couple of episodes, watching Gutierrez's dunk skills evolve has been a joy. A total fucking joy. hmm Like, he didn't used to say shit like that. It's beautiful. And then the Pope uh, tells Gutierrez that he wants him to become his secretary because Sister Mary has completed her mission, and I quote, the child Pope has become a man. <laughs> Let's think about that. Sister Mary has completed her mission. The child Pope has become a man. I don't like what reads between those lines.
0: Oh, I see. Oh, no. That's not... No. But no. Just use your so, words no. carefully, Lenny. Use your words carefully. I mean, it's bad enough to be like... You call yourself
1: a child pope?
0: Well, the child pope, and like his mom's job is to just like, or like Sister Mary's job is to be his mom. Although we'll get to that later. But uh, he wants, yeah, he wants Gutierrez to be his personal secretary, and he's like, "Dog, I can't do that. Why? Why not? Because he is a homosexual, as we sort of learned in the last episode, I guess.
1: Did we? Did we? I think we all we learned in the last episode was that Freddie correctly wanted to get on that yeah i don't think we knew anything about whether gutierrez was reciprocating right that's true yes um
0: but it's not super like shocking or anything like no. it seems like yeah okay um and he's just well, like it's shocking
1: that he tells the I, I like that he tells the pope well
0: let's, let's go yeah it. he tells him and he's like and uh and lenny is just like not he's unmoved he's like well yeah yeah like i'm trying to ban homosexuals but every rule has its exceptions <laughs> like Oh, he's like, yeah, If my best friend's gay. Like, how can I how can I be homophobic?
1: Oh, wait. Oh, my God. That is exactly what's happening in this. Yeah, scene. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. He's like, no, Lenny I, I made hate a- gay
1: people. I don't hate you. Lenny made a gay friend. Oh. <laughs> and Gutierrez, to his infinite, merciful, beautiful credit, Pushes him on. He says, "No, I don't want this exception. You are wrong to ban all homosexuals from the church. That is a ridiculous conflation of homosexuality with the violence uh, that comes from child abusers in the church." Right. Oh, Hell so fucking yeah, Gutierrez.
0: I'm so proud of our boy. Hell He's like standing yeah. up to the Pope. He's pushing back against the Pope. It's
1: so amazing. God, I, uh, here's here's what I say. If we If this ends up not... If if we end up being able to get somebody from this show to come on and talk to us about it, it must, it must be Gutierrez. You must. You Uh, must. if, If you, Javier Camara, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right, but if you're out there, please come on our show. Please. We would love to talk to you.
0: Such a good actor. Um... And he, in this scene, it's just so good. He's just like, and like Lenny sort of realizes that he's grown and he's like, you've changed, man. You transformed your fear into anger. That's
1: very good. But then his anger turned into hate. Mm. (gasps) That's what's happening in season two. Gutierrez (gasps) is going to go to the dark side of the church. Oh no. Whoa. The shadow church. Oh shit. The Holy Sith. That's not anything. That's not a thing. I tried. Yeah. Well, Uh, I mean, Lenny is just
0: basically like, you're already offering me advice. You're already being my personal secretary. And uh, and he sort of feels like kind of put up on too. Like, he's just like, I accept so many things and nobody notices. That's
1: the fate of Pope, uh, the fate uh, of shut power. Up, Lenny. <laughs> shut up, Lenny. Yeah, he's like, oh, do you do you not know that I didn't know that you were gay or that you were sexually abused as a child? I knew all that. That's why I sent you to Kurtwell. I, like, even if that's true, he's being so petulant about having been pushed to act as if he knows more, which I appreciate of course but like come on dude yeah yeah but i it just what he says i i wish we had like a palpatine voice mod or something because he literally says you've transformed fear into anger very good mm-hmm. like jesus yeah oh speaking of jesus in the next scene where about you we get a a, a brief shot of Kurtwell walking around. He's kind of shaking. Man, he knocks this over guy. Yeah, he knocks over the crucifix in his room. Symbolism. Man, I hope this guy gets uh, sent to fucking Alaska. Well, we'll get there. We're not there yet. <laughs> He'll get there. Because before before we do that. We have a scene where Lenny seeks an unusual source of advice. Okay, okay, okay. So we basically have this guy walking through all of these
0: rooms full of popes. And did you think this was like a Pope wax museum at first? No. Okay, I, I, I thought, I thought
1: So no, I I didn't think it was a... a I, I was not sure and I'm still not totally sure whether it was supposed to be a Pope dream or a genuine divine vision. But I mean, you, you, well, so first I saw the old Pope who I think is supposed to be John Paul II, at least from this first glance, he kind of is, looks the same as the way John Paul II looks in the statue, uh, that's being recreated at the end of the opening credits. Yeah. And he sort of, he's walking through all the past Popes and he's like, oh, what's up Popes? Like, hey guys, like, how are you guys doing? Uh, and they're all like, Norm! Uh... (laughs) And then he sees Lenny seated at the table and all – or not all the popes, but a lot of the popes are there. Too many popes. Too many popes. Uh, one of them is playing the piano. Like, what? Uh, and someone's sitting across from him who I, – I don't know exactly who this is supposed to be. My default assumption is that it's Peter. It's got to be Peter, because, right? Right. It's got to be Peter because, of course, he has a British accent. Yeah. I mean, because all old-timey people do. Yes. Uh, and Lenny asks them to tell him the wisest thing they've learned, and this one, one of them <laughs> raises first of all, he raises his hand. <laughs> He raises his fucking hand as if we were watching like Lenny was like, all right, class, I'm going to need you to tell me the wisest thing you learned over your summer vacation. And one of the popes raises their hand and is like, ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me. I learned that we should be soft in practice on abortion. And Lenny's like, shut up. But nope, that's not what he says. He says, in the end, more than in God, it is necessary to believe in yourself, Lenny.
0: And like, I lost it at this point because I was like, Oh my God. Are you fucking serious? But like, it's, it, it's this, so bad. this is
1: the spirit, this is the spirit lesson. This is the big thing that you learned in the finale of the show. This is your Dagaba tree. Like this is, you,
0: you've defeated Darth <laughs> Vader and found your face inside. And it says, you must believe in yourself. But like, it's so good because Lenny's just like, Oh, like, have you, have you got anything better? Like that's, a banal platitude. <laughs>
1: oh, and the, and, and the, the Peter is like, you, p- power is a banal platitude, which is great because that is something Lenny would say. Yeah. Like a thousand, a thousand percent something Lenny would say, but like, oh my God, this is it. This is the end. This is the terminal dunking point. I think that Lenny has a spiritual vision of all of the assembled old popes and, dunks on the founder of the church Mm -hmm. that's amazing
0: it's good it's really good but
1: it it sets a high bar like other than Jesus can you think of two other people who Lenny could possibly dunk on in season 2 that would top this like the president oh maybe who else could he dunk on Justin Bieber
0: (laughs) Yeah, wow. I don't know. I think he's like reached the zenith of his career. It's like um Yeah, it's like he's at the top now. Like where do you go? Where do you go from there? Well, he, and he he does say that in the next scene. Yeah, he's a saint. Uh what's his, what's that guy's name again? I I don't
1: know. Should we should we find out what that guy's name is? Uh
0: it's not important. Um, no, it's really not he he. they're just talking about they're basically like review doing the stuff that we did last episode where they're oh, like i found it he's like i actually found his name what's
1: his name uh marivaux it's m-a-r-i-v-a-u-x so i guess he's french also this like sebastian roche this actor one of the more american successful actors like who's been on the show, and I don't know how we've talked about this, he's in a shitload of CW stuff. He was on Odyssey 5. He was on General Hospital. He was on Fringe. He was on Supernatural. Shouts. He's on Vampire Diaries and the originals. Like, recurring character on the last season of Man in the High Castle. Way to go from, like, all these genre shows to this fucking good art shit, dude. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Anyway. I
0: mean well done. I mean he kind of just reminds me of like um like a I don't know, like uh, your uh Mark uh Mark Evan Johnson or Jackson's uh you know that guy. I I don't know. Your, your Mark uh, Evan Jackson? You know we need uh, we need a mark Evan Jackson in this show, and he wasn't available so I we knew, got this guy. I
1: knew okay wait are are you to is this a Jan Michael Vincent? no, he's a real person <laughs> wait, this is a real guy. I thought this was a Jan Michael Vincent thing. no, Mark <laughs>
0: Evan Jackson that's a real name that I didn't just make up,
1: oh wait, oh my God, he does look like that guy, yeah,
0: yep, nope, okay, you're right, uh anyway, they're like they're basically like. You're like, oh! If in case you missed all of the saint stuff that happened, let's recap. He gave Esther and Peter a baby from praying and murdered Sister Antonia from praying. So, like, which
1: everyone is cool with.
0: Everyone's for like, some reason that fucking rules, dude. You could have just signed a paper and like had her like expelled, yeah. but nah, dog. You just like done her dirty and like prayed so hard that her heart exploded.
1: I I do. So I love. Like I think this is a pretty obviously intentional like weird strain of the dialogue where all most of the or a lot of the miracles that he performs are things that like maybe were not good things to do where like instead of telling this infertile woman to see a doctor you prayed and somehow your prayer worked but like if it hadn't and they didn't go to a doctor nothing would have happened or like You could have just signed a document, and instead, you asked God to kill a woman, and then she died thanks to a divine punishment, which, like, okay, like, what, how is this not the big papal news story? How is this not... The thing, like, where is the scene of the prime minister seeing a newspaper story saying Pope's enemy dies as result of rest stop prayer? And then the prime minister turns to his aide and says, uh, I think we're not going to go after the church anymore. (laughs) Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, once it becomes clear that you can murder people by kneeling on the ground and praying, like, you've won.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe the second season you, is just about the world realizing that he's like actually Christ, and just being like, how does that affect things when like yeah. people are just like, oh shit, or, we can't actually like disobey just this becomes, guy because he'll make our hearts explode from praying, or or
1: or it just or it just becomes a hitman, but every level is incredibly easy because all you have to do is kneel to the ground and pray. Yeah, like, hmm, well, I could, I
0: could, I'll sneak in, steal the bellhop's disguise, hide the body in a dumpster, go upstairs, uh, wait until he gets in the bath, and then garrot him, or I could just pray until his heart explodes. Fuck! I want to play that now. That's actually a really, like, what if it was just, like, yeah, like a rhythm game, um, or just, like, a, a type, like a, there's a microphone, and you just have to, like, keep talking keep talking and someone's heart explodes
1: and 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 like every at the end of every level there's a part where you have to say in exact rhythm you must you (laughs) must you must you must and kind of everyone in the apartment surrounding your apartment like calls the cops on you (laughs) Uh, (laughs) jesus yeah and and so they're they're talking about the blessed juana um and he so so saint cardinal as i think we're gonna continue referring to him Says, uh, you know, she when the that she would bring the children, uh, tangerines, not because she wanted them to eat them, but because she wanted to smell them, because all that we left on this earth is the scent of goodness. Uh, and we get another really good classic Lenny Child moment where he says, Oh, I could listen for hours. This story tells us something important, and and he says, What? and lenny says goodness unless it's combined with imagination runs the risk of being mere exhibitionism which i i can i can i give you an interpretation of this line before please so my my reading of this is that basically what lenny is saying is if you want to bone in public and be watched just be creative about it
0: I'm just going to let that sit there
1: that's my, like, exhibitionism plus imagination equals goodness, I think is the equation we're getting just here.
0: gonna, just going to
1: let that. Was that not your, that I think we, slide. maybe, maybe we, okay, I, I guess we have a, a fundamental difference of opinion on I'm the meaning do a, of this I'm dialogue. Gonna,
0: I'm going to do a schism on you for that. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh There's two podcasts now. You stay on your side, <laughs> I'll stay on mine. We're just one in <laughs> each, each ear.
1: <laughs> yeah, the channel. Uh yeah so uh go to my website uh the one true young pope podcast uh .com download my version of the audio track sync them up uh and the miracle will be the full version of the podcast going forward in for for the remainder of this one episode <laughs> for which so, we are now extremely deep in and like not very far into the episode
0: yeah let's just parrot through this but i want to point out that the blessed juana is like an anti pope of sorts in that she is, like, like, Lenny's whole thing is that he was abandoned as a child and didn't get to have a childhood and well blah, well, well, It's so sad. Nobody loves Lenny except all the people who love him. Um <laughs> The Blessed Juana, like, died at 18 and, like, her whole life was dedicated to children and she was, like, a, by all accounts this, like, amazing person and so he's, like, kind of haunted by her, I think, because she, like, is everything that he isn't. Like, she's, like, compassionate and um is good with kids and, like, just, like, accepted her, um, her, like, early death and all this stuff, and, like, that's, I think, why she just, like, keeps recurring, because she's, like, a counterpoint to Lenny in that way.
1: Yeah, and she, and, and also, there's also a little bit of an element of her being the divine feminine. Mm, yeah, also that, like, another In, in a way, in a way that is, that has essentially replaced, linearly replaced Esther as yeah. Esther was phased out of the show. Yes. Juana yeah, Juana became, so. Yeah, uh, and so so Mystery Saint Cardinal uh, tells him to spend Christmas in Guatemala at a, a thing that they do every year, where they kind of like talk about the memories of Juana, and the Pope agrees really quickly. Like it was such a hassle to get him to go to the country of Africa, and here he's just <laughs> is like he's just like okay, like as long as there are no crowds or press, like I'm good, and and Mystery Cardinal's like okay, yep, we're good as you wish and that's it it's very uh neatly planned mm-hmm. good job mystery cardinal okay let's just
0: burn th- let's just burn through this thing well to get to the Kerwell scene as fast as we can but, but I oh, mean, we, do we have to talk
1: about the you about the
0: kids we have to talk about the kids obviously that's the next scene
1: yeah because this shit this this is uh, this almost erased every dunk lenny has done for the whole show well he sucks like, Truly the most misguided dunk attempt of all time, because he he's in the room with the kids, uh, and it was snowing outside the Vatican, but now it's raining, and Lenny says, If it's raining, that can only mean you've been bad children, because raindrops are the tears of Christ, and if Jesus is crying, that can only mean you've made him angry. Literally, Lenny does everything to do a family guy joke in this scene other than point to one of the boys and say, you touched yourself right before you entered the room. That's what he's doing. And one of them cries. So let's keep in mind, book ended in the show. First episode, the Pope makes an old woman cry. Last episode, he makes a child cry. Well, that's the circle of life. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Merry yeah. Christmas.
0: <laughs> yeah, he makes kids cry. And then Sophia like, saves him by being like, we're going to go get hamburgers and french fries. And, and she's she shoots like, him
1: a dirty look. Yeah, she's he like, just, he, he you are bad. Him. You're a bad yeah. man. You said you would do, like, come on, dude. Like, just fucking do the thing. Way to go, Sophia. Yeah. Like. Uh, but then he walks into the painting room and he sees one of the kids. Uh, and he says, aren't you going to eat hamburgers and french fries? No, no, no. And but he kid- says, but he says, french fries. Like he french says fries. it like he's never heard of french fries
0: before. Like he has aren't no idea going what they to eat- are.
1: Mama, could I please have some hamburgers and french fries?
0: Hamburgers and french fries.
1: French fries. <laughs> Ugh,
0: but french the kid, fries. this kid cannot have a hamburger and french fries because his mother wants him to stick to the Mediterranean diet. And the Pope's like, I understand,
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and 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 they have a conversation about how neither and and for and this kid is looking at the painting that we're pretty sure is like time traveling Gutierrez, the the bearded woman, and he says, I don't want, I don't want to sell, you know, a mom with a beard. Uh, and the Pope says, like, you should learn to accept what you get. And the kid says, I don't want to settle. And the Pope's like, you're right, you shouldn't. And he comes, he almost says, it's death to settle for things in life, but you know he's thinking it.
0: Yeah, well, it just called back to that first episode again with the Cherico Zero, mm. which appears later in the episode too. Yeah, we'll, we'll,
1: we'll get to that. Oh, I. we got to reserve that for, because he, he sees there are other kids napping on the benches. Then he has another very brief Pope dream in which his child self sees his adult self the two halves are becoming one mm-hmm. they're merging they're fusing <sighs> okay can we just like skip the scene
0: where he's talking to that other cardinal
1: i feel bad. he hasn't he had nothing to do the whole season
0: all he does is uh, the, say like I put out a survey in the Catholic magazine and 99% of Catholics want to meet the pope and he's like well I'm not a comedian I like it's not my duty to help he people does, be in a good no, mood.
1: He says he says but he says it's it is his duty to make people feel good which does I think that has clearly is supposed to have some has have some resonance with the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, that's fine I guess but that's like, all that's the, all that let's, happens. Let's,
1: Let's let's keep that in mind. The Pope is not a comedian, just to be clear. He's not, which is weird because he he wants to be politically relevant, but he's not a comedian. I don't understand. Yeah, you think you think I'm funny, like a, like a Pope? Think, you would think you would think if he wanted to change people's hearts and minds, like he would do stand up comedy. That's how everyone changes people's I mean, minds. politically I feel now. like
0: stand up comedy is really like the most politically engaged form of, course. of art. Yeah,
1: no, it's like the most important thing you can do these days if you want to make a difference. Yeah. Shouts to shouts to uh, our our everyone's good friend and the and and uh 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 chief of staff uh, Amy Schumer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway.
1: Anyway. People montage.
0: Yeah. Who's that becoming a cardinal? It's Tommaso. It's ta-
1: He's crying. And the Pope just does not want to be there. He like like Tommaso hugs the Pope, which is obviously echoing. Uh, when Gutierrez hugs the Pope when he becomes a cardinal and the Pope looks bored and angry and just like looks out over his shoulder like, what you doing? Oh, God, that was pain. This is painful to watch. But Ozilin is there for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. He's like allowed
0: to come back from Alaska sometimes where he has to I, you for like cardinal. Yeah, for ceremonies. cardinal
1: it's for him to perform the cardinal spell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a callback. Uh, and the Pope sees Ozilin in the garden and it turns out that his hands have just been fucked up from saying mass outside and i love i love lenny's response to this information it's good
0: it's so good he's just like have you (laughs) these look like the hands of christ on the cross
1: no before that that's good too the thing he says before that
0: oh and he's like have you tried some lotion
1: (laughs) he's like dog you should try skin cream
0: <laughs> he's like, I'm allergic. Everything is bad, and there's
1: the rheumatism.
0: <laughs> but he's just like trying to comfort him, sort of. And then he's just like, "Dog, I gotta go." Like, blessed Juana, well, be- just like walked yeah. out with me. <laughs>
1: And, and we're like, like, are we supposed to feel bad for Ozalyn? Is Lenny supposed to be feeling bad for Ozalyn? He's like, I can't even hold a glass anymore. And it's like genuinely sad because Lenny's vindictiveness has like genuinely fucked up this dude's body.
0: Yeah, ruined some he ruined <laughs> his elderly bod.
1: Oh, his dad bod, his mm-hmm. holy dad bod. Uh, and then he just sees one and is like, no, I'm good. And just watches her play with some spectral children
0: children but now the kurtwell scene oh man fuck this guy yep okay 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 so he's talking about jack walser again and like did you uh, get the feeling that he's told this story like a hundred times
1: yes because he has like six scenes in the show and a third of them are him <laughs> telling the
0: story Okay, wait, but also like he starts so he starts telling the story in the exact same way that he did to like his uh his aide or like whatever that guy's yes. name was. Um yes. the, the son of the governor. The governor's son. Um but then he like changes it and like I got the sense at first that like it wasn't that he was hiding this stuff the first time, he was just like trying to make the story worse. But like maybe I think he just is like he didn't tell the full story the first time and this is the full story that like
1: yeah at first i thought he was lying but i don't think so i don't know but by it's just of, like it's by the it's, end of the scene it's told
0: so strangely like it doesn't make any sense like the original version like makes more sense than like than the, and this is like sort of what we were hoping was not going
1: to be the case yes we did talk about that extensively and it was the case like basically his origin story is like that his or curwell lamb- wants it to be the case
0: his like his his landlord when he was like t- like twelve or ten or something. Twelve. Twelve. Um, like sexually abused oh. him, and, and now, and now he so, is uh, the same. And, so I,
1: I will say to the show's credit, like no one gives a fuck about that story. Like, he tries to use that story to justify his behavior. Yeah. And the Pope is like, nah. And, oh my god, the whole time, Gutierrez is just looking on coldly like an avenging fucking angel. Mmm. God bless. But... But the whole – and the pope is like, you have to keep telling the story. You have to keep going. And Kerwell finally is like, all right, I'll get it over with. Like, I did the same stuff that this guy did to me. And then he's like, what? You don't care about 12-year-old boys? And the pope is like, no, I care about all children, you fucking asshole. Like, yeah. Including the maybe hundreds of kids that you fucking molested? Like, Jesus. Like, have more of a fucking sense of self-pity, you piece of shit. Yeah. And then the Pope tells him he can go home, and Gutierrez is aghast. Well, he gets up up and starts
0: walking over to, I don't know why we didn't start calling it this earlier, but the Punishment Orb.
1: Oh, that, oh, God, oh, okay, that's the name of it now, okay, to the Punishment Orb. And he's like, yeah, you can go home.
0: You can go home, dog. I it's cool. And he's like, Oh, yes, you're so like Merciful. Oh, you're so merciful. Your forgiveness is, is amazing. Um and uh and he's like, But I want you to prove that you really want to go home. So guess what? Just all you gotta put, do, put, it's put, like real easy. Just like I'm not even gonna make you close put, your eyes or anything. Just here. just put your finger on New York. Just put it
1: put it right there. It's easy. Put it on the globe. It's easy if you don't have shaky
0: if you don't have shaky old man fingers. I don't see why this would be a problem. But whoa, he does. Whoa, are, you, are
1: they are they slipping? Oh oh,
0: what's going on? Where does he touch? Ketchikan, Alaska. Oh my god!
1: Oh, everyone goes there. <laughs> I, okay, uh, this is the uh, Welcome to our mid episode fundraising drive, uh, listeners. If you send us enough money, we will record an episode live from Ketchikan, Alaska. Well, you know what they say about about Alaska. Oh, what what do they say?
0: Well, uh Nobel laureate, I believe, Joseph Brodsky oh. uh, mm. says, "Beauty at low temperatures is beauty." True. Uh, that's yeah, the second time he has said like that exact sentence. Yeah, he just and, has and it ready.
1: He so the and he sent another archbishop there too mm-hmm. with the with the letters thing. Like he. I don't know, and I still don't know, and we'll talk about this more once we finish, like, the full episode recap stuff, but it is astonishing to me. Or if you're thinking about the ways in which Lenny has or has not changed, he still got the same go-to punishment for everything. Like, Ozolin was kind of a dick. Yeah. The other archbishop did not wash his feet. This guy is a serial child molester, and all of them get the same punishment.
0: Yeah, it's really a one size fits all kind of uh kind of sitch. Uh
1: and, and let's let's close unless there's anything else you want to talk about, let's close this out with Lenny's final words to Kurtwell. Archbishop Kurtwell, your disease has deceived you.
0: Yeah. Damn. Pew pew pew. pew. Uh and um now okay is this the first time we've seen lenny in just like classic priest outfit
1: yeah. uh no so we see him in classic priest outfit once in flashback in the first episode okay during that opening montage where like you're like spencer is like what are you lenny and he's like i am a contra whatever uh, like you get a yeah. very brief glimpse of him in his normal priest okay, outfit. okay can i but just say in, though in, yeah nice Oh, absolutely. Because in that flashback, it doesn't look good. Like, it doesn't quite fit him right. And here... If it's him,
0: so right here.
1: Let's... I just... Is this the hot... Is this the best This is the
0: hottest Jula has been in this entire show.
1: Like, that's crazy that all they had to do was put him in an... or Like, they could have just remade The Exorcist. I know. Yeah. Yeah. With this outfit. Like, this exact outfit. And he just says, yeah, he's wearing the ordinary priest outfit. And you got to imagine that this is how they hung out before he became a cardinal. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just like hung out wearing priest outfits and everyone was like, that's Diane Keaton and Jude Law. And they were like, shut up. We're talking about our family. Um, (laughs) But he sends, he sends Sister Mary away. Yeah, because Uh, he doesn't need her anymore. Oh, and, and, uh, he sends her, uh, to... uh, africa to take the place of sister antonia to run the villages of goodness and she's like i want to open some new ones beat for the children
0: and they're like the children
1: yeah nice all right freeze frame uh and it's yeah and um Oh, also in this conversation, he says he's always known that she was an orphan, Mm -hmm. which she had tried to hide from him. So I love this. She's like, how did you know? And Lenny says, it's difficult for a saint to start answering all the questions of humanity, which is both a joke and one of many indications over the course of this episode that the show is not going to attempt to explain a lot of, like, dumb, like, minor plot stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, fuck it, he's a saint. He killed someone by praying. He, like, healed a sick woman. Like, just let him do whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, And, oh, the best part of this scene. Or, well, then, and then uh, she, like, asks if she can call him Lenny again. And he says, yes, as long as I can call you Ma. Which, remember, all the way back when he went to the orphanage, he wanted to call her Ma. And she said, no, call me Sister Mary. Yeah. Only... Only Andrew, who also remember that guy. <laughs> oh,
0: oh. Well, at, who? Least going, at least they're going to Guatemala. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we, but that's not even Honduras. I mean, it's closer. Yeah, I mean, in this in this show, like we're going to the country of Central America. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and and. Wow, that's yeah, whoops. Everyone just forgot about Andrew. They um, got over it pretty
0: quickly, huh? But
1: Lenny says, Lenny says before you go, if you like, you can say goodbye to the Cardinal Secretary of State. This made me ve- that made me very happy. Aww. And she just is she's just like a little embarrassed. She's like, "I don't want you. Uh, I don't like a boy. You like a boy?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, I like a boy. I have to remove myself from the church." <laughs>
0: oh no! <laughs> well, Gutierrez, no and uh, uh oh. speaking of foiello he's very sad to see sister mary go as she
1: oh, uh is in the gets in the helicopter the last helicopter scene of the, the the season yeah oh this was very sad i i shipped those two and we
0: finally get the lyrics to this andrew bird song that's been like yes! the theme song oh! for the whole
1: show that basically they just jacked
0: from like orange is the new black Really? Was the yeah. song in
1: Orange is the New Black?
0: Yeah, I just found out because I had to look shit. it up to see what it was. Like, to find out the, what songs were in this show, I basically just, like, l- listened for, like, There's, one phrase and, like, Googled that. Re- really? There's a Spotify playlist oh. that has all of them. Well, I didn't know that. Um, I've been
1: listening to it constantly for the last month. Well, I will it's be called now. The young, it's called The Young Pope, The Official Playlist. If you haven't seen it already, check it out. Uh, got some pretty good jams on there
0: yeah um but yeah this andrew bird song Pulaski at night um we finally get the wow. words and not just like the the little strings
1: well 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 so i actually uh i i will say i think it has elements of this there are two andrew bird songs happening here the one that they usually use is like a one minute snippet called logan's loop it's very confusing hmm. Uh, but it turned, Andrew, it, well, you know what they say, the Holy Spirit often appears in the form of a, of a dove, or an, an Andrew bird. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the symbolism. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. But, well, okay, so Voyello is sad The Sister Mary is leaving. The Pope seems to be really sad. Yeah. Because.
0: Um. Why is he He has a weird chest pain. Yes. He's like, oh no, my heart is exploding because I overused my Pope
1: powers. Ugh, I went past the, the slot, my slots. I, um, and, I, and Gutierrez is like, should I call a doctor? And Lenny's like, no, it's a passing discomfort. So one thing I want to note here, because I, I don't know how to think about this, and I want to know what you think about it. We kind of hear the boing sound. From the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. But, like, uh, yeah. I, 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 so I didn't notice this until the second time I watched the episode, but like, does that mean that everything from this point on is a Pope dream? Does that mean like what, what's going on? What's the boing, the, the sound of the bo- the boing, I don't know. But just, I think it's a thing It's important to keep in mind. I don't have any theories about it right now, but hopefully we'll develop some uh later in the off season, yes, the papal the papal off season when we do when we do our trades uh and sign free agents mm-hmm. uh, and Lenny
0: tells Gutierrez that he doesn't believe in God. He's like, I don't believe in God. those who believe in God don't believe in
1: anything. what? Mm, okay, you're the Pope still though. Still a well, Pope. and Gutierrez doesn't care. I think at this point Gutierrez just like no he's like, alright, like he says some crazy shit, like just work. For Half it. of what this guy says is just bullshit,
0: so just like move on. Oh. Don't get hung up on it. Uh okay, we get some like voyello exposition that yep. we can just like power through, I think. Um but yeah, there, there are there some interesting some points. That okay, he's yeah. basically just doing exposition by talking to Girolamo, which again yep. I don't love this. Like, I don't love the way that this character is just, like, a way for Voila to talk um, without. soliloquies. It's just, yeah, it's just, like, a way for him to to do that. Um, He, obviously, he was in love with Sister Mary, which we knew. Um, Swing! And then they talk about Tonino.
1: Like, remember that guy? (laughs) Yeah. Remember that guy that they dropped into, like, Quicksand or something? it's, It's weird that Girolamo is being written as an audience surrogate in this scene. yeah because literally voyello says oh you want to know what became of tunino patola and like this one-sided conversation is literally written the way that you would have like a one-sided dialogue with where like it's like literally it's like puck winking at the audience at the end of fucking i can't believe i referenced that shit but like <laughs> at the end of *Midsummer that's what this shit is well it's like yeah and it's it is it's like it's like, fourth wall
0: breaking, basically. um, Because he's just like, look, Tonina Patola, what happened? Well, oh my god, it's like so unseemly. I didn't want to. But the, but the pope, pope was... Basically, uh, like... He, he, oh. he dared me. And then he's like, oh my god, I was going to tell you. Like, no, I can't tell you. I can't tell you what became of him. It's like, there's certain secrets that are so important that only one person should know them. Like, Ugh. I can never reveal to you what became of Tonina Patola. Like, What? What? <laughs>
1: Ooh. <laughs> and then he says "Merry Christmas." Yep. Oh, he also references, uh, and I, we'll talk about this later when he shows up. He references Girolamo's father. Oh yeah. Uh, who we see later? Do you did you recognize him? Were we supposed to recognize him? Wait, he, who wh- when? Uh, we'll get to in the montage at the end when everyone is watching the Pope's speech. One of the shots is of Girolamo and his uh, presumably his father because this is the first time anyone uh voyello says are you a fan of naples like me or lazio like your father right yeah uh so real quick um
0: before we go back to voyello there's a little detour where the pope meets with skeletor atop mount
1: doom (sighs) and
0: i love skeletor but he's losing his mind
1: yeah. Ew. Also, he. Lo- what is he doing? His hair is all slicked back, and he's wearing sunglasses, and it like, he looks. I, what does he look like? I. Uh, it's weird. I mean, he's he's but, going next, right? Oh yeah. But the pope, the pope is just like, you were right, dog. Like I've found my second youth, uh, and he's like, you have something to say, and then he just is like, you'll say it, you'll say it, you'll say it. You'll say it! And everyone's like, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And like the whole time okay. the Pope is
0: like trying to light a cigarette, but his lighter won't work. Yeah. Um, also,
1: he's wearing the suit. He's wearing the Stop Making Sense suit from uh, the last episode. Oh my god. <sighs> Skeletor. We're back. Poor Skeletor. we're Poor yeah. Skeletor. So goodbye, Skeletor. That's a series rap on Skeletor. <laughs> That's a <wrap> on Skeletor. <laughs> he's not coming back next season. He died. Ooh, uh, but then it turns out that so we see the Pope playing pool with Voyello, and it turns out that they spend Christmas Eve together. Oh, I love this. And um,
0: Voyello is basically just like, "Can I like make a an observation?" And he basically says like, "Well, there's no evidence that your parents are dead." Um, so why didn't they contact you? And he's like... Why would I- there
1: be evidence? Would they have, like, found their... B- I don't get that. But, I don't I mean, know. Sorry, anyway.
0: But uh, he's like, basically, I've reali- I've decided that they're hippies, and you're the worldwide champion of ideas that run counter to theirs. And so, like, they maybe don't want to see you because, like, you are, like, the opposite of their beliefs.
1: Which, duh! Yeah! Jesus! How did it take this long for someone to say that? Is it just that everyone is so ingrained in the church mindset that no one thought that that was a possibility? Like, Voyello is one of the only people on the show who even remotely understands people who are not in the church. Yeah. Even if that understanding is mostly constrained by, oh, everyone who's not in the church goes fucking ape shit for cane sugar. <laughs> Yeah. Um
0: Yeah. Uh but they're not going so the next to, day, they're not going to Guatemala after all. The Pope there he just stares at the punishment orb. <laughs> yeah. The miracle people are going to be disappointed, but he's like they'll understand in time. Okay. And everyone's
1: like, "Uh okay." Yeah, all and right. then he's back one last uh rooftop convo with Tomaso. Who's cardinal Who's, like, real, real fucking pleased of himself. Ugh. When I was All boy, I ever wanted. I
0: just wanted to be a cardinal.
1: Shut up, Tomaso! I hate you, you now. piece of shit. You're garbage. You, You're you... dead to me. I, you were so sweet and mousy at the beginning of the show, and now you got what you want and you suck, and I bet you still wear those dumb fucking sandals.
0: Fucking Tevas, motherfucker. Ugh.
1: And what about you, Holy Father? What did you want to be when you were a child? Meh, yeah, meh, yeah, meh. Yeah. And
0: Lenny just wanted to be a child. And, like, again. Burn. Dog, we get it. You okay, need but to this be a was kid. a good. Th-
1: th- this, this, if there should have been one of the li- those lines in this episode, it was this one. Okay, this one sure. was like. But this goes back to, like, call
0: back to, like, if you'll remember um, back to, I think, episode four or five, I sort of went on this weird psychological detour about, like,. This is just basically a show about someone who was sort of like abandoned or like didn't have the chance to like form an attachment with his parents as a child and then just becomes like withdrawing and like callous. And like that's sort of I've realized it's the show is just kind of a character study of what happens when someone who is in who has that kind of like psychological profile is put in like in a position of extreme power.
1: Jesus. And yeah, and they become the Pope, and that's... We got it. We did it. We figured it out. <laughs> they 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 dunk. But now he has to go to Venice to
0: find out well, I do, where so I, God's I, living. I want to say
1: one more thing about Tommaso before we yeah. fucking abandoned him to the pits of hell. So remember... So obviously now he doesn't care anymore because he's been made a cardinal. But last episode, they just started hanging out again for no discernible reason. And I did want to say... The show makes no effort to like explain how that happened, and I appreciate it a lot, that a lot. It's very different from like cuz if if this were an American TV show, this entire finale would be about coming up with dumb fucking like vaguely clever suggestions to fill in all of these little blanks that's like, "Oh, actually the pope did this. Here's how they did this. Here's how they <laughs> did this. Check out what happens next on season 2 of Westworld." Yeah. Um And who gives a fuck? I love that the, the show, that Paolo Zorantino was like, you know, there are all these plot questions we could answer, but really, I want to do a scene where the Pope is eating in, I think, a fast food restaurant and just chilling with Gutierrez, and that's what we're doing. Yep. Bra fucking vo.
0: Yep. And uh, Gutierrez gets him his Cherry Coke Zero. And
1: oh, it's just so cute and gets like totally a little understated. Gets him a little telescope. He's just like, I got it, and I thought of you, but it's too, stu- it's, but it's, it's stupid. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's worthless. But I, I saw you and I thought of you, so I got it. Uh, I don't know. Fucking adorable. And Jude Law is like, it's perfect. I love it. I love. I love. I love oh. you. All oh. oh, these boys. Um and then Gutierrez asks if he'll give a benediction for the onlookers uh because he says if he turned around it would be a minor miracle. But uh, that would be dun, dun. an exhibition. Yeah, which call back to earlier in the episode because mm-hmm. it's goodness without imagination. Mm-hmm. Turn around, <laughs> and here we are in Venice, the city of Venetian blinds. And a casino in Las Vegas I went to last week. Mhm. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah, are you? Are you were in Vegas? Yeah, I was in Vegas. Whoa! That's I, that's that's why I couldn't we couldn't do this episode earlier because the hotel I was in would not let me watch this episode in in the Wi-Fi blocked this link because I think you're not allowed to watch divine things in Las Vegas. Oh
0: yeah, no, they swing. have a, a citywide uh, block Man-on-posts. on that. Yeah, there's just like an, yeah. an there's like a, a sin field that just like, yeah prevents I went, that. I,
1: and the, the frustrating thing about it is that you go to the municipal official in Vegas and it's like, hey, guys, I need you to lift this internet ban so I can watch The Young Pope. And they're like, oh, like he's a young pope. Interesting. Does he fuck? And it, I, I wanted so badly to lie so I could watch this episode and say that the pope fucked. Because it, you can watch the Borgias in Las Vegas because mm-hmm. the pope fucks. It's like not really a holy show. And I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was like, no, the young Pope doesn't fuck. And they were like, really? That seems very counter to what all the ads make it look like. It's like, I know, but just watch it. It's very good. Um, And they're going to have to watch it outside of the city limits because it's too holy. They would not let me watch the young Pope in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's, um, you have to drive out to like the middle of the desert. You have to, you have to drive. Yes. You have to drive out to the Hoover Dam, kneel on the Hoover Dam and pray to HBO. And then you get a signal.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh But we're in Venice. And yep. I, I don't... Uh, well, he actually shows up and he's sort of, like, laughing nervously and everyone's silent. And I don't want to, like, recite the whole speech because it's, like, in the episode, obviously. But yes. he, like, basically tells this story about, like, the Blessed Juana, about, like, children and the, the takeaway is, like, um, God does not allow himself to be seen. And uh, there's, like, we're cutting to all these scenes of, like, basically everyone who's been in this show so far. Like,
1: can, the- we, can, we, can we, before we, we go further into all these people, can we try to figure out if we know the identity of Girolamo's father? Uh, what do you mean the identity of him? So I'm looking at him right now. I can tell you where it is if you have the thing, the link open. Uh, I do not. Okay, never mind. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I recognize him. Like I'm looking at him right now, and I think it's supposed to be like a, oh, this guy is Girolamo's father, but I don't remember who he is. That's my my uh, a fault of mine. That's my sin. Well pope buddies perfect. Mm, the pope buddies pope the pope
0: buddy is perfect the pope buddy is gutierrez oh ho,
1: ho, there's gutierrez <sighs> uh, Ooh, we, we cracked it that's the tagline the tagline young pope season two pope buddies perfect <laughs>
0: um no that's uh, actually and- that's actually the tagline to gutierrez city of dreams
1: Oh God!
0: um Which is now also—it's not just like a drama anymore. It's like a—it's com- a dramedy.
1: Please HBO, please give me Gutierrez' City of Dreams. I just
0: want—just give us the feature film. That's all. Give
1: us—give us a travel show. Give us like a thousand churches to pray in before you die, hosted by Gutierrez, where he travels to different churches, dunking on child abusers, and explaining why the church is a good place to pray pretty good god. pretty good
0: uh, uh but, but we're, um we're, we're,
1: we're doing the speech yeah the speech and and uh god god is a line that opens
0: god's the line that opens cool um and like we cut to all these people like the like uh the narco <laughs> who killed
1: oh, yeah, Andrew, and his wife
0: and his like sexy and his hot wife um the um uh gutierrez's pal freddy from the liquor store
1: who's who is with david oh yeah and yeah who is with david not wearing his wig and i think pete like the other guy that gutierrez went to for a scene, and tried to convince like they're all just like they all just hang out at the liquor store now like, what if, what if this, what if that's the location of their, they have, like, a support group for, like, people who have been victimized by Kurtwell, but they meet at a liquor store, which is, like, maybe uh, not the best place to have yeah. your support group. Uh, I don't um, know.
0: But Kurtwell. We also see Rose. Oh, yeah. We see Rose. Um, We see. Kurtwell in Alaska. Kurtwell in Alaska. Yep. We see Sister
1: Mary. <gasps> My hands. Yeah. Dancing with the Children uh-huh. at the beginning of 2001. Hmm. She's about uh, to throw a crucifix into the air. <laughs> <laughs> the prime minister. Yep. The prostitute. Yeah. Who? Who? Like, if we're setting anything up for season two, that's got to be it. Where she's like, "Oh, this guy I have a photo of is the pope." Oh, I've totally forgot. Oh my god! Yeah, th- she knows now. She's like, <gasps> "Yep." Yeah, um. I mean, so her her expression, I think, is supposed to communicate that she like feels blessed yeah. to have been in the presence of the Pope. But I think that if slash when we get a season two, it could become a complication. Mm-hmm. It's it is it is an intentionally loose end. Then we see Esther, who kind of like turns around and does not stare. We don't see Pius, but I think we can reasonably assume, based on how time has been going on the show, he is now a healthy boy of seventeen.
0: Yeah, well, he's acceler- He's aging at an accelerated pace because of yes. the, the time <laughs> anomaly.
1: Yes. Uh, and we see uh, the Pope's ex and her children. hmm Everyone's just great. And everyone—oh, the people in Guatemala who, like, were expecting him to show up, and, like, they're all wearing, like, T-shirts or something. Like, e- everyone is just, like, watching this shit. Um, and, yeah, he concludes, and he's like, God— smiles and everyone's like yeah god so i i don't know like i've said this before i think for me one of the biggest things that this show is about is like about the power of being a movie star because (laughs) let's be real this speech it's not good No. Like, it consists mostly of dumb, false dichotomies that would have been good for rhetorical purposes if he had asked three of them. But instead, there are—I want to count this—there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17— Seventeen dumb binary rhetorical questions. Yikes! Uh, and it's like you you did it like that. You could have only done three of them, but it doesn't matter because everyone is enthralled because it's Jude Law, and he's basically correct when he diabolically tells the prime minister everyone's going to be like, "Oh shit, check out that soft round mouth and those pretty blue eyes." Like, ooh, Pope. Uh, and that's why, I mean, that plus the love letters is why he can get away with doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting thread for the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, and then he just like pulls out the telescope and starts looking for his parents because this apparently was the whole reason he finally appeared before the world in a city that his parents lived in many, many years ago. And I would bet probably shouldn't still be in because they're hippies and don't stay in one place for a long time but there they are but there they are
0: and there they go and yeah and the mom's just like "Nah, i'm good which like woof and he is afflicted again with the pain and and the, the punishment orb has come home to roost. Yeah, and he's he's like, oh, and then he's like, no, it's nothing, it's nothing. One day I will die and I'll finally be able to embrace you all. One by one. One by
1: one. Then he looks into the sky and sees a cloud that I'm pretty sure is supposed to look like Jesus or yes. Virgin Mary. And then and uh then, we
0: just start zooming out directly yep, upwards. Just pulling um, back.
1: We got Venice, just, uh, we got like this crowd, we got Italy. We got the earth. Then the earth just gets like a little smaller than half the screen. And we see the words, the young Pope, bigger than the earth. I think it's important to know that as this shot ends, the words, the young Pope are intentionally larger than the earth. And then the end. The end. Are you fucking kidding me?
0: What? The? fuck are you fucking kidding like that that's how you want to go out and that's it
1: just keep like we we've been bottling this up for a long time we could have just started by talking about this but we fucking maintained a sense of chronological discipline and kept it all in until we got to the end of the episode this is the end of the show this And you know what? Okay, here's what I'm going to say. The first time, because you just watched this, the first time I watched this, I did not care for it. First of all, because, and and although I I will say, nominally, several people involved have said that season two is in pre-production. So hopefully we're going to get a season two, but like, clearly they did not expect that to happen. Like, clearly the end of the show is supposed to be just like, he dies and that's the end of the show. Uh, and Paolo Sorrentino has not said, publicly at least, that there will be a season two. So hopefully there will be one, but it could just be that they're like, nah, this was the end of the show. And fuck! Like, what? That, oak like, okay, uh, yeah there are some issues with this first and foremost that he's supposed to have learned all this shit and become like a good man pope but instead he like finally finally at the end gives in to his cardinal sin his big weakness again goes looking for his parents who he we thought he didn't need to spiritually sustain him then they abandon him and he can't fucking handle it and dies is mm-hmm. that the end of the show? Am I describing this accurately? Or am I missing something important? Uh,
0: I mean, it sounds right. But like... What? Uh... Okay. Okay, let's think about this in another way. If he okay. actually is supposed to be uh, the resurrection...
1: Yes. Then... Which I think we could all safely assume he is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think within the universe of the show, he definitely is. So yeah, absolutely, he.
1: <gasps> oh, so you think season two is gonna start three days later? <laughs> I'm Boom! Saying, I'm saying. Yeah. The vault, the vault of the Vatican tomb opens. The Pope, young Pope, returns. This time, it's personal.
0: It's not impossible.
1: Nothing is impossible when you're the God Pope. Like, yeah, so that that is my my light in the darkness here. Having rewatched it knowing that there likely will be a season 2, I love that it ends this way. Like I think if this was just a one and done, I would be a little upset, but if this is just supposed to be a ridiculous like figurative thing that they're just gonna like kind of either paper over or like it doesn't matter because this show does not operate by rules whereby he must necessarily be dead this show does not play that way at all no he's he has he has gone through his spiritual rebirth which if we remember correctly this is this was spencer's gift that's true Spencer told him to go to Venice and bury the empty coffins, but no, he had to find his parents for himself, and then he had to find out that they were going to choose to abandon him again as an adult, and now he has to start over as a spiritual baby, an even younger pope. We have to go back. Back back to the beginning. Well, let's go back to the beginning,
0: because, like— Okay. What do you, (sighs) like— I don't know. It's for me, like that is, is one of the, one of the sort of like big themes of the show, it, like obviously is abandonment, but like, um I mean, you can talk about Christ as being like in a way abandoned by God, like left to die on the cross. And like, there's the oh, whole like line of like, yeah. like, why have you forsaken me? Um And like Lenny that. is sort of abandoned in a similar way. And I think that is the obvious parallel they're trying to draw. And like, thinking out the ways in which, like, okay, well, um, yeah, like, what would it be like if someone who had suffered that kind of abandonment became the head of a religious institution? Um, <laughs> like, that has
1: kin- a billion congregants.
0: Yeah, like, what kinds of impacts would that have? Um, and a lot of characters draw that Out right like especially spencer like you just want Mm. the world to experience the pain that you've experienced because you think that suffering in this way is like holy or that it's the only way to find god
1: and Um, and he he repudiated that it seemed like the whole point of this the speech about god smiling seems to be a repudiation of that although it will be interesting to see i think whether this was a thing he said just because he thought his parents would like it Or if he actually believes that, because if he actually believes it, that could change his papacy, but otherwise he will continue to be a terrible Pope, comma, the worst.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of indications that, like, I don't know, it's interesting, like, if there is a second season, he's been set up in a lot of ways, like, the character has has sort of been set up to change, um, like, by Gutierrez, by Spencer, like, by his parents, um like there are all these moments where he sort of like looks like as as if he is going to change but it's sort of like a false kind of epiphany or something which Um, which
1: this is a like that literally is the definition of tv storytelling and like one of the things i have most liked about this show is that it it elides well this show doesn't really understand tv convention which i appreciate immensely and like in some respects i think a lot of the story of this show for me is about taking a lot of the tropes of the last like 10 or 15 years of prestige drama and like amping them up so high that they just become fucking meaningless like let's cast a movie star Let's have a bad guy who tries to do good things in his, like, morally conflicted universe. Let's have a spiritual difficulty that leads to mild moments of personal epiphany that don't stop the person from doing the bad thing because no one would keep watching the show if they actually stopped doing the bad thing. And in this show, he just has an insane epiphany like every fucking episode. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's and, funny, like as someone who hasn't really
0: watched the last ten years of like prestige TV, um, this show just it, like th- it, this isn't what TV is like, right? This just feels like
1: no, just no, completely it's Which is bizarre great. to me. Like the worst, the worst parts of this show are the moments where it feels like a show that would be on HBO. A, th- a thousand percent. Uh and there were a couple of moments that came dangerously close to that in this episode, but obviously mostly in, like, episode seven, the the one that shall not be named. Um, but, like, yeah, because they're sort of, and this happens less and less now, but essentially, and maybe this is the thing we should have talked about a lot earlier, I'm glad we got to it in the last episode, uh, the last 10, 15, let's say, years of prestige drama are characterized largely by this narrative that got codified by this book difficult men um which is like oh yeah like these dude showrunners like who were conflicted and cool and edgy artists worked with these like wild crazy cable networks to make shows about crazy complicated cool dudes who do crazy complicated cool dude stuff um and those shows are good i mean like they're so good, like you're, you're
0: like the origin like patient zero of this is like the sopranos right
1: yeah so the sopranos is usually considered the like this was the because oh like i mean famously in in tony like kills a guy in episode five of the sopranos um and hbo was like we can't but like no one will keep watching it if he does that and David Chase was the creator of The Sopranos. Was like, no, like he has to. Like the only way to, like he would do this. Like there, it, people won't respect him if he doesn't kill this guy who had ratted on his family. And he kills the guy, and people don't give a shit, obviously. Uh, And that kind of opens the floodgates to increased like bloodlust and like the characters doing this crazy shit. Although The Sopranos, like all so good shows that are good that do this usually end up repudiating the audience in some way like the last two seasons of the sopranos are basically like increasingly david chase being like why are you watching this guy like he's fucking terrible and like he's not going to change like what is wrong with you oh my god they do the thing that
0: they do the thing that um video games were doing like 10 years later which is like like making a first person shooter where like the last 10 minutes are like do you enjoy this do you enjoy having fun (laughs) you sick fuck what's wrong with you you're disgusting
1: Is this is this fun to you? And you're like, "Uh, I'm not mad at all. In fact, I find it funny. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, and and like, and and that gets like obviously increasing, like diluted into stuff. I mean, like House is an example of this. Like, obviously, fucking Breaking Bad, like Mad Men, whatever. But this show has this character who just is such like a cipher and like a weird caricature of all of those traits to the point where like people watch shit like that, I think often, because you like watching the person do the cool thing. Like you like watching Don Draper do successful ad pitches and like, like going to crazy parties. You like watching Tony kill people. You like watching like Walt do the cool science stuff. And in this show, the cool thing is like him being unbelievably rude to world leaders. Um And, and he does all of that shit and there, like, is some redemptive stuff about him, but honestly, like, not really. And the show doesn't pretend that you're supposed to think he's, like, a good person, I think. Do you, do you think that, do you think the show wants you to think Lenny is a good person? Because I don't think so. I think the show wants you to, like, he's obviously a saint, but that doesn't mean he's, like, a nice guy.
0: Right, I mean that's like another thing that's kind of interesting about it is this whole thing about like, well, if yeah, like he is a saint who is not a good person. Like, um,
1: he is a saint, a sinner, a Pope and a man.
0: Yeah. I mean, he is, um, you know, he's a, a bitch. Um, he's a mother. He's a child absolutely and a lover. Um, but, uh, isn't there some, some line about, like, Christ coming with, like, sword and fire and not love or something?
1: Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, ah, yes. Matthew 1034. Damn, we could have done Bible verses of the week, too, instead of the Popes of the Week. Yeah. Uh, do, not, do not suppose I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword.
0: Yeah, and I'm not going to pretend that I have any kind of context to to interpret that, but um it's like yeah, I mean it's sort of like okay, what if the resurrection of Christ was like kind of a dick? Yeah? What if he was like kind of a bad dude? Um and like it also brings up some stuff about like okay, if he actually is supposed to be divine, um is the stuff that he's doing like right like within the moral universe of the show like is it supposed to just be like right and the other people have are just like oh no lenny you're being unethical or whatever and it's like no actually this is like correct
1: <laughs> like no, like no but like no like he he cuz the thing that he did the thing that like solves most of his problems is not a thing he did while he was Pope. Like, it just was an accident, essentially. Which, which thing? The love letters. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this big thing that fixes most of his problems is, like, him being earnest and emotional in private. That's true. And then that, that private sentiment, that affect, like, made enormously public has made him relatable which he was not trying to be
0: right yeah like that is the secret ingredient
1: do you so do you think do you think that maybe the answer is that he actually was right about people coming back after having been spurned but that like sophia said there needed to be some element of a carrot and the carrot was essentially like was the love letters and that the the carrot going forward or the thing that will keep him, like, emotionally grounded is basically, is Gutierrez. <laughs> like, like, that's the only, like, that and, like, kind of his relationship with Sophia are the only things he has going for him in the, like, emotionally relatable and, like, warm person department.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, like... Yeah, like, that whole thing just sort of, like, ties back into my... My like like psycho I'm tired, i'm so tired psycho psycho
1: psychotherapeutic freak out,
0: yeah, my um, yeah, like the psychoanalytic sort of like perspective of um he, yeah, is like someone who believes that stuff, like, and I don't think like it's really borne out actually, like by the show, like you're s- sort of like led to believe that like. Oh he in the conversation with the Prime Minister, when he's like, "Oh, because I've been so withdrawing and everything, like I can at any time cash in all my mystery to like destroy you." And like, sort of like that's true, but like that doesn't actually like
1: well, lo- no, because he needed he needed people to want to taste the mystery, to taste the rainbow, and that only <laughs> happens, that only happens with the release of the love letters.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, otherwise, like, I think he over actually overestimates the power of absence because he because that's what drives him is is absence. And like without that, like without the love letters, like I think his plan like would not actually have have worked. It's like he does he fails to see because he like doesn't get until later on like the whole carrot thing or like compassion or like love or whatever that like just being absent doesn't actually like being cold and withdrawing works on some people, but like emotionally secure people, it does not work on because they're just like, Oh, well fuck you. Like, I don't need, I don't need this. I have other sources of validation.
1: and and yeah. So maybe, maybe this is the story of this, like realizing that his approach like had some merits but that he needed some, it to be tempered. Like he literally needed apostles. Even Jesus needed Ooh. apostles. Letty needs some apostles. But right now he only has what, like four? Like what we got? Like we got Gutierrez. We've got Tomaso, who a thousand percent is the Judas. Like he's going to be the Judas if we get to that point. Is that, am I, the, do mm. you have anyone else who could be? We have Sister Mary, who he sent away, but is still an apostle, I think. Um, Voyello. Obviously our good boy. Um does Sophia count? I think so. Okay, so that's six. Am I missing anyone? How many are there Spencer, traditionally? Twelve. Spencer died, so I don't know if he counts. Let's 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 include for the sake of argument, we can include uh Skeletor, Mystery Cardinal, um Well
0: Peter, Peter kinda counts maybe. Peter like the Pope Peter? yeah i mean he talks to him
1: yeah but he's not in the squad he's like he's like a vision that appears on occasion i let's maybe we count esther okay how many are we up that's, to that's nine hmm. kangaroo oh fuck okay we're gonna have to do i think we should table this for that for a second after we finish doing some actual analysis of the sort that I think I only just now realized we maybe should have been doing this whole time, uh, we need to do some in-memoriam shit for everyone we lost along the way. Obviously, starting with the kangaroo. So the kangaroo, I don't think so. Oh, Valente, that's 10. Yeah. Uh, Andrew? Wait, did you already count Andrew? No, he's also dead. Yeah, but he can still be one. No, he can't. He hasn't become Jesus yet. He's going to become Jesus now when he comes back. Hmm. I mean, maybe that's going to be the like, oh, <gasps> no, it's his. The last two are going to be his parents. Interesting. Like they'll they'll have been fully converted and they'll they'll return to him.
0: All right. Well, is there anything we else didn't. you want to you want to do before we move on to like our our uh Montage or slideshow? I don't
1: know. I feel like we got into some stuff that like maybe we should have been talking about before. Shh,
0: shh don't don't worry,
1: don't worry about it. Uh, don't worry about I it. I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff going on. I think really the answer here just means that that we're gonna need to just do a lot more episodes where we we keep talking about the show and like people will eat it up because there's not gonna be any good analysis of the show <sighs> other than ours obviously
0: well we're already uh we're we're, we've already gone pretty long for this one so why don't we why don't we just do our uh yeah let's let's do do, do the montage we'll do do final thoughts on the show we'll do pope of the week and then we'll uh we'll say a few words and we'll we'll get out of here well
1: i think we should do pope of the week at the end yeah okay okay because i mean who do we lose along the way we lost the kangaroo (sighs) yeah um do we do we need to eulogize the kangaroo at all um, I thought it would play a bigger role. Yes, I That's agree. That's all. I I, I would have appreciated it immensely if the cloud that Lenny saw during his heart attack was shaped like a kangaroo. Oh my god,
0: oh my god. I, I think that would Photoshop have been that. like,
1: that would have, yeah, we do, that would have been the perfect payoff, honestly. Like, if they had done that, I would have been like, yes, every decision made with a kangaroo was 100% correct. Like, that, that is exactly it. Or or if like when he was looking through the crowd with the telescope, he saw a kangaroo and then he moved it back and the kangaroo was gone. That would have been amazing. It would have been good. Uh so kangaroo, uh RIP, we missed you. Uh what do we think Lenny's animal companion is going to be next season? Do you have any guesses? Um a mongoose. Okay, so you're going to go mongoose. I'm going to say komodo dragon interesting yeah I'm gonna say i think komodo mongoose dragon. because it's gonna help him ferret out this or maybe it's the ferret
0: maybe a ferret
1: yeah well i just, does it have to be like an exotic like large animal because i could see it being like a tiger yeah or like one of the one of the polar bears from lost but like not any polar bear specifically one of the polar bears from lost like, Lenny opens the the cage, and he's like, whoa, that's one of the polar bears from Lost. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, Andrew, obviously. Yeah. Boned literally fucked so hard he died. Too horny <laughs> to live. He had
0: sex. He died. Yeah, that's the rule. To, it's m- much like a horror film uh, on yes, the gun or, pope. Or, if you fuck, or you die. Any,
1: yes, or any CW drama. Um, shouts to the 100. Uh, yeah, uh, Andrew... Uh, RIP. Who else? Oh, Oh, Spencer, of course. Oh, Spencer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, uh, your feelings about Lenny were incredibly inconsistent over the course of the season, but I think uh, the charitable reading is that they were paternal and that that's why you were conflicted. And also, you were upset because uh, you were supposed to be Pope. Um, I think, can can we send off uh, Spencer with one final? I was supposed to be the Pope. R.I.P. He was supposed to be the Pope. Uh, R.I.P. You were great. Uh, we're going to miss your gifts next season. That'll do. Uh, That'll do, Spencer. That'll yes. do.
0: Uh,
1: anybody else that we lost along the way?
0: Yeah, that the
1: teen. Oh, yeah. Angelo Sanchez. Right? Was that his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a hard one to eulogize. Yeah, you Lenny did that one
0: yeah that's on him
1: yeah that's that's a a one hundo on him uh sorry angelo hopefully uh you are okay in heaven but probably not because in catholicism you can't commit suicide but maybe the pope will intervene for your soul I, i don't know um who else uh I mean, if we want to get really into it, there are a lot of people's dignity that we could add to this, this in-memoriam montage, but I think we can c- collectively acknowledge that everyone on the show, with the exception of Gutierrez, has sacrificed their dignity to the Pope.
0: Mm-hmm. And Sophia. I don't think she has either. Yes, and Sophia. And
1: maybe Sister Mary?
0: Uh, Well, there was that one scene where he's like, you have to call me the Pope now.
1: Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. So everyone except for Gutierrez and Sophia, uh, all of your dignities, uh, your dignity has been sacrificed to the Pope. Congratulations, because there's um, new parents. Yeah, God, I love that. Ugh. Uh two two popes, Gutierrez, Sophia, and a baby. So wait, uh, and a pizza. Wait, 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 wait.
0: I just want to bring it all together. Okay, when he apparently dies yes at the end of the series what's actually happening is that his soul is being sent back through the time stream to uh inhabit the body of his past self and that's how and then he does the miracle but he had to first become the pope in order to do the miracle and he grows up and has been abandoned by his parents already that's why he's like such a dour child okay and then he becomes the pope and he's in a time loop where when he dies he is sent back in time
1: so so what you're saying is that the beginning of season two is going to just be the beginning of season one but with like slight changes to indicate that he has the potential to alter the loop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would what be here object, for that. What, what object is he going to get? Because in, in this situation, there's always like an object that you get from the, the oh, it's this. the telescope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's going to wake up with a telescope, and he's going to be like, how did that get there? Uh, And maybe Gutierrez will be like farther along in his, his dunk quest. Mm-hmm. Um okay yep I, I see it wow we've we've done a really good job of constructing this this parallel narrative
0: it's my fanon it's my headcanon this
1: this, this gospel this this gospel of life. yeah
0: i mean what is the gospel but a headcanon
1: really that's the the tagline for the podcast <laughs> that's the tag over the whole podcast now welcome to people bull where our gospel is just a headcanon <laughs> Oh, <laughs> which is great because if we make that the tagline now, people won't find out that it came from here until the last episode, and then that way the podcast will itself be a time loop. Ooh, I like it. Um, uh, yeah. So, so I don't know. Do we do we have any parting words on the show or the experience of doing this podcast that uh I drunkenly uh texted you about doing uh before we get to our our final pup of the week?
0: I think we just, um, I, you know, I think we've we've all we've all had a lot of fun. Um, we've all had a lot of fun here today but. on this show. But there's nothing funny about uh, Catholicism. So please don't be mad at me for saying <laughs> that. For saying that gospel is just a headcanon.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> Please for don't be mad at me. All all dear, dear all Catholics uh who have made it through ten episodes of who our have podcast.
0: Inexplicably watched not only this show, but listen but- to our
1: podcast. Uh, thank you, uh, please... Now, now if that was the final straw, if that was the last thing that was going to get you to turn on the show, please don't do that. Um, yeah, I think, uh, if I have any concluding thoughts, it's that, uh, this was a journey, not a destination. It was about the journey, not the destination of the young person. I I feel like it was an adventure <laughs> um oh god i was hoping you were going to say could you have anything a little better that's a banal platitude <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: it was just the the greatest adventure um,
1: uh i i still cannot believe that we did this i am so tired when we when we when we finish this episode we will have accumulated over like 11 hours i think like i just want to say hours. i just want to say that
0: we've recorded most of this i think we did it all in, in the span of less less than 2 months like, for sure
1: yeah definitely like a couple weeks i think yeah
0: um and i've also been recording episodes of all of my other podcasts as well like i've been banking a bunch so i can take a few weeks off yes. and i'm so tired i'm it's so tired Ill.
1: please just... and i've 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 been writing furiously about this show because i do not want to watch a lot of television this year and so most of my work is going to come from writing about the young pope nice you're double dipping oh yeah um yeah this is a lot but i this is a good project i feel blessed i think we can safely say uh we're not saints but i do we're like whatever comes before that
0: pre-saints that's like um it's a thing that's a thing they didn't they didn't add the pre-evolution to saints until um until the sequel to catholicism um catholicism gold and silver
1: oh i see Um, so you're saying you're saying that the only way for us to be pre-saints would have been uh for us to have been created at the daycare via egg yeah Mm -hmm. okay but but that seems like it gets into some tricky rules about uh uh Pokemon sex
0: uh much like the pope pokemon never fuck <laughs> according to nintendo's <laughs> internal guidelines pokemon never fuck and uh eggs just appear and uh so there's a lot of parallels it's a miracle yeah
1: there's a lot yeah there are a lot of poke saints um yeah this this has been a a, a thrilling grueling uh and deeply spiritually rewarding journey uh should we should we do our our last pope of the week hit me with that sweet sweet pope of the week our last pope of the week is drum roll for suspense
0: Pius
1: the 13th (sighs) the child pope who has become a man shocking oh shocking i know who who could have seen that coming who would have guessed that our last pope of the week would in fact be the young pope and if you want to know more about him,
0: um, you can just listen to the last nine episodes of this podcast.
1: Yeah, uh, start, start from the beginning, uh, episode one of People Bull. Just fucking make your way through. Uh, we'll, we'll tell you a lot, there, basically everything there is to know about him. A pope who once was young, and now his fate is in question. And
0: um, I guess we'll see you all if there is a season two.
1: Yes. Uh and maybe there's a slight chance we might do some bonus some some bonus stuff. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll do an encore. We'll we'll see how how this is uh this is received. Yeah how many how many congregants uh how many parishioners we have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. yeah. Thanks. Cool, thanks. cool. We've done thanks it. Thanks for, for listening, everybody. <laughs> thanks for listening to our, our podcast about the young pope.
0: Well, till
1: next time and i guess the foreseeable future and especially now that now that yeah now that lenny's life is in question definitely definitely now more than ever
0: we're the popes now we're the popes now papal bull is hosted by merrick Kay and eric thurm and produced and edited by me nick bravo our recording engineer is jeffrey de lorenzo Papal Bull is a special project of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at staymean.co/support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter, we're at Papal Bull Cast and at Stay Mean Co or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.